Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Colin Urquhart. Well, the last few weeks, Caroline and I have been in South Dorset. And uh, it's been beautiful, glorious countryside, totally unspoiled. And we've watched it changed. And as the sun has shone, so the color of the grass has changed. Everywhere, except in our garden, my lawn is still the same verdant green that it was four weeks ago, and it hasn't needed cutting for the last three years, praise God. Or two years, I think. So you need to get a lawn like that. Turn to Isaiah chapter 40. A voice says, verse 6, a voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All men are like grass. This is the Lord's answer to the question. All men are like grass. And all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers. And the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall. But the word of our God stands forever. You who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and his arm rules for him. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. The breath of the Lord brings death as well as life. And this is an important scripture to bring that truth home to us. But the breath of the Lord only brings death to what is natural and replaces what is natural with the supernatural. All men, all people are like grass. When you get a little bit older, like I am now, you 
are very conscious of being part of a withering process <laughs> in your body. Things are withering. But none of that can affect the Lord within. Now, if you're a Christian, you have received eternal life. You have received the gift of the kingdom. God has put his life, he's put his kingdom within you. And we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So if you have eternal life, you have eternal joy. I don't say you will have eternal joy. You already have eternal joy. That eternal life is in you, so that eternal joy is in you. And the scripture says, the joy of the Lord will be your strength. So what has been going on already in, in this meeting has really been building up to this word that God has laid on my heart this morning. You have that eternal joy. Now, it's obvious, therefore, that joy is not an emotion. It's not a feeling. Oh, you can have feelings of joy, but that joy does not come from emotion. It comes from the Lord himself. The kingdom is joy in the Holy Spirit. So this eternal life is the life of the Spirit of God within you, is that spirit of joy. So your joy does not depend at all upon your feelings. What happens in the natural might not be very joyful, but you all know the scripture, rejoice in the Lord always. And the other scripture, be joyful always. Why? Because no matter what is happening around you, no matter what your circumstances or feelings no one can steal the life that God has given to you, that eternal life, that eternal joy. Now, <clears throat> the devil is like a kind of suppressor. He can't take the life from you that God has given you. He can't even take away that eternal joy that God has put within your heart and life. All he can seek to do is to suppress it so that it doesn't find expression in your life. If God wants you to rejoice always, the devil will do everything he can to actually stop you from rejoicing. If the joy of the Lord is your strength, he will do whatever he will have people say to you whatever that will in fact restrict, inhibit joy. 
He does not want to see you rejoicing. When you look at what the Scripture says about worship, God wants joyful worship. Just see how many times in the Psalms it talks about rejoicing in the Lord in worship. We can even have, people can even have a form of worship that is heavy and joyless. I don't know that that's true worship, but it, it's a form of, an outward form of worship. Whereas whatever the Lord instigates in our lives is always going to give birth to joy. Uh, in um, Isaiah 61, that Pastor Clive is quoting just now, the Lord, one of the things that he promises is that he will give that anointing of joy instead of mourning. Now, when people mourn or grieve, we would say that's a natural thing, and it is. But we know that when Jesus went to the cross, he took all our grief and all our sorrow, as well as all our pains and sicknesses. So the breath of the Lord can blow over a believer's life and put to death the grief and the sorrow and cause the joy of the Lord that is within even to rise up in a time of mourning. The mourning will give way to the joy. And that's one of the great privileges of being a Christian, that we don't ever have to get stuck in the negative because God has filled us with such positives. Now, all this, as we know, and as God has been saying to us uh, constantly over these recent weeks and months, comes out of the victory that he has won on the cross through the shedding of his blood. That in that sacrifice, every negative thing in our lives has been dealt with. Jesus is now seated in glory, having accomplished everything that he was sent to do. And he, what he was sent to do was to put to death so the breath of the Lord would blow over every negative thing and put it to death. So even when you consider things like the healing and so on needs to happen in your life, what you want is the breath of the Lord to blow over and put to death the disease, the sickness, the adverse circumstances, whatever it is that is causing affliction in your life at any particular time. It's the breath of the Lord causes death, and then the breath of the Lord causes new life to emerge and spring forth. It's all the work of the breath of the Lord because of the victory of the blood. And remember that we can stand now before God as Jesus himself stood because of that blood. We are made totally worthy, totally acceptable, even made perfect in the eyes of God, the perfect one, because of that blood. That blood has washed away every imperfection in your life, spirit, soul, and body. That's the power of the blood. And that sacrifice has already been made. That sacrifice never needs to be repeated. So we're going into a new season this 
this uh, camp is going to, to be a great camp. Now, let me tell you, it's not going to be a great camp because it's the last one. That's a soulish desire in all of us. We, we, we say, oh, Lord, there's been such a wonderful moves of your spirit over the 36 years that we've had faith camp. You've done so many miraculous things, so many wonderful healings, so many lives have been transformed, thousands of lives have been touched and changed during that time. Let this last one transcend everything that you have done in previous camps. That would be a soulish kind of desire. But you see, God will not bless this camp because it's the last one. He will bless it because of who he is. And he will bless it because of what he has accomplished through Jesus. He will bless it because our faith is in who he is. And our faith is in all that he has accomplished. He has made clear to us that this last faith camp is going to be a springboard for what follows. What follows is going to be even more powerful, effective, and fruitful. You see, faith camp can bless a few thousand people every year, but supposing there is a move of the Spirit that so blesses and anoints people and sends those thousands of people out to establish new works of the Spirit all over the place that are going to reach many, many thousands, tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of people that will never come to a faith camp. You see, when God brings something to an end, it's only because there's going to be a new beginning. Just like we've prayed for, for uh, Pete and Sally, they're not coming to the end of something, they're coming to a new beginning. And that's always the case. That's the, by the way, this is the only right way to leave a church, to be prayed out and prayed into what God is wanting for you in the future. So we're always happy when, when God is moving people on in his purposes to pray for his anointing to be upon the new thing that he wants to do. But it's never right to slink away and send an email and say, I'm leaving, goodbye. That is not the right way to leave a church. But that's just a little in brackets in the message. But I just thought I'd slip it in so that we can all understand. So the joy of the Lord is there within you. The devil wants to suppress it. The devil wants you to look at yourself because not everything about yourself is very joyful because the treasure is within the jar of clay. And the jar of clay is the jar of clay. But the treasure within is full of joy. It was the anointing of the oil of joy that was upon Jesus that raised him above his companions. So <clears throat> there needs to be this determination in us. I'm not going to allow the devil to suppress my joy, to steal my joy, to take my joy away from me. Because... Whenever I look at the Lord, I will be joyful. Now, you've heard me say a thousand times, joy is the barometer of your faith. That if you've stopped walking in joy, you've stopped walking by faith at that particular time. 
doesn't mean that you're no longer a person of faith or no longer a person of joy. It's just that faith is not operating in your life unless you are actually walking in joy. To walk in eternal life is to live in eternal, in eternal joy. To live by faith in the eternal one is to live with joy in the eternal one. Got nothing to do with emotion, you see. Even if I feel lousy for some reason in the natural, the breath of the Lord can put that to death and cause the joy that is there within me to spring forth. I've got to want that and I've got to cooperate with him for that to happen. But as soon as that happens, God begins to move in a fresh way in my life or in your life or in any believer's life. He waits for that moment. While we feel sorry for ourselves and are full of self-pity, nothing happens. It's as if God will not raise a finger to help us. We can pray and pray and pray and pray and wonder why nothing happens. But as soon as you begin to rejoice in Him, something gets released. The life, the power, the healing, whatever it is that's needed, gets released. The breath of the Lord puts to death the negative and then the joy of the Lord begins to rise up and be expressed in our lives. So this is going to be a joyful season because God's desire is always for every season to be joyful because we're to rejoice always. It's going to be a joyful camp. There's not going to be any sadness. No, this is a joyful time. And we're going to see the kingdom of God, which is a kingdom of joy, the power of God, which always brings joy into people's lives, and the glory of God, which is full of joy. We're going to see the kingdom, the power, and the glory coming forth in this camp in a way like we've never seen before. Not because it's the last camp, but because of who he is and because of what he is saying and how we respond to what he is saying how we believe the word and the revelation that he gives us so that then his will and his purpose can prosper in, in and among us. The word of our God stands forever. That's the thing, you see. This is why it, it seems, it seems uh, strange to put, put it this way. But, you know, the Lord said to me the other day, you are happiest when you're joyful. Now, you see, that sounds a bit nonsensical, doesn't it? But just, just break that down. You are happy, you are contented and fulfilled when you are joyful. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, the devil doesn't want you to be contented. He doesn't want you to be happy. He doesn't want you to be fulfilled. So he doesn't want you to be joyful. So he'll get you to focus on yourself. He'll get you to focus on others. He'll get you to focus on the circumstances. He'll get you to focus on the problem. He'll get you to focus anywhere except on Jesus. Because all your joy is in him. But we're not going to let the devil suppress what God has already given. You see, you don't have to ask the Lord for his joy because he's already given it to you. 
You just have to let the breath of the Lord blow over all those negative things and put them to death. I think a lot of Christians don't understand that the breath of the Lord brings death as well as life in Scripture. Death to what is not of God and life to what is of Him. So we're a blessed people because we have that breath, we have the Spirit, and we can cause that Spirit, we can call upon the Spirit of God to breathe death over everything that actually suppresses, steals, restricts, or inhibits our joy. Because God's purpose is for us to be joyful always. And you're going to be happiest, most fulfilled when you're joyful. So it's not trying to create within yourself feelings of happiness. How, how do you express joy in the Lord? What do you do when you rejoice in the Lord? Well, you praise Him. You thank Him. How can you rejoice in Him without praising Him? How can you rejoice in Him without thanking Him? And you see, that's why the Scripture says, rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. See, this is the will of God. Rejoice always, it's the will of God. Pray constantly, the will of God. Give thanks in all circumstances. It's the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And of course, beloved, knowing that this is what we're to do doesn't help unless we do it. Once you know what to do, God holds you responsible for actually doing it. So, how many of you think that one day when your time here on earth is finished and God calls you home, that you're going to a heaven of sadness? No, no, you're expecting to go to the eternal joy of the Lord. But what happens, and we read in the book of Revelation, what happens in heaven that expresses that joy? Continual praise, continual worship, continual thanksgiving to God for who He is and all that the Lamb of God has accomplished through the shedding of His blood. That's going on continuously. So that's why the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's why there's power in praise. Because that joy that isn't a feeling, it's, it's, it's almost I make the decision to express my joy in the Lord by deciding to praise Him and give thanks to Him no matter what is happening, no matter the circumstances, no matter how I feel, I will praise Him, I will rejoice in Him, I will delight in Him, I will give thanks to Him. 
And what you find is actually as you do that, the breath of the Lord blows through your life and puts to death the negative. And all the positive things begin to rise up within you. You know, if we have times of real worship where we meet with God and real praise where we recognize that we stand with the host of heaven before the throne of God, that's always going to lead then into the release of his life and of his power among his people, always. Just like faith comes from hearing the word, so that power is released through doing what the scripture tells us to do, to rejoice in him, to praise him, to thank him, to exalt him, to raise him above our feelings, our circumstances, our needs, whatever. We'd get on much better, you know, if spend more time in your daily worship time, prayer time with the Lord, worshiping Him than just complaining about all your needs. Worship Him, praise Him. Then you begin to see, I have the answer. I have the joy. His joy is my strength. So I don't have to fear. I don't have to worry. Jesus, when he was talking to the disciples at the Last Supper, he said this, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. See, the heart of Jesus towards you, not just this morning, but every day of your life, his heart towards you is that he wants you to be full of joy. He wants your joy to be complete. But that joy only comes out of doing his word. Doing what he says. Obeying his commands. So if the word of God tells us to rejoice always, then we're going to see a resolution of God in all kinds of ways in our lives. We're going to know that joy. We're going to know that victory. Just listen before we, we close to the words from the end of the prophecy of Habakkuk, which you read every night before you go to sleep. <clears throat> Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines. Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, 
Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. For the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go on the heights. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter about the negative circumstances if we rejoice in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Just stand to your feet. Don't want you to look at your needs. Don't want you to look at whatever resolution of this, that, or the other. You were invited to do that earlier. I just want you to look at Jesus. Just focus on Jesus. Just begin to rejoice in him. Just praise him for who he is. The one who loves you. The one who has saved you. The one who actually wants his joy to be in you and for your joy to be full. That he saved you to know his eternal joy. So thank him that he's already given you the gift of eternal life. Thank him that that eternal joy is within you. I mean, you... you, Really thank him. I can't hear anything happening here. When you thank the Lord, you speak out. You know, when you thank somebody else, you speak, don't you? You can't thank people without speaking. So you can't thank the Lord without speaking. So really thank him. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of your eternal joy. Thank you that that joy is within me. Thank you that that joy is my strength. Thank you that the devil is not going to steal my joy. He's not going to suppress my joy. He's not going to cause that joy to be absent from my life day by day. That joy is going to be expressed in my life. In every situation, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I'm going to give thanks in all circumstances. I'm going to live in the victory. I'm going to live in the triumph of the Lord Jesus Christ because I have that eternal joy within me. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And Lord, I'm going to be happiest when I'm joyful. When I express that joy, I will be fulfilled. I will see your purposes fulfilled because this is the will of God for me in Christ Jesus. And I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor and the praise. I bless your holy name. Come on. Let's praise him. Let's really praise Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that every time I rejoice, the devil is defeated and Jesus is glorified. And Lord, I want to inflict as much defeat on the enemy as possible. And I want to give as much glory to Jesus as possible. So thank you, Lord, that my mouth will be a fountain of life. As I speak with joy over my life day by day. As I speak with joy over those for whom I pray every day. 
Thank you, Jesus. Let the wind, let the breath of your spirit blow through our lives in a fresh way, putting to death all those things of the natural that actually are a denial of the joy that you want to see within us. And thank you for that fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of joy. And thank you, Lord, that that joy will be our strength this week and every week. Thank you, Jesus, that we can look to the future with joy in our hearts, knowing that you're faithful, knowing that you're victorious, knowing that we have the power of your blood that has dealt with every negative and the power of your spirit that has given us every positive. And we bless your holy name. We praise your holy name. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, papara zandaria, leto papapakala zandaria. Oh, papapara zandaria, leto papakala zandaria. Now just stand, just stand quietly for a moment because there's no time to go into this now. But the joy of the Lord and the peace of the Lord are linked together very closely in Scripture. Where there's joy, there's peace. And that peace is the sense of total well-being that we have in God. Shalom. That total well-being. So just thank him now as you stand before him in his peace. Thank you, Lord. I have your total well-being. It's your gift to me, as it was to the first disciples. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of peace. And the devil isn't going to destroy that peace. He's not going to steal it. Thank you for the joy that comes out of knowing I have that total well-being in Christ Jesus. And the devil is not going to suppress that joy. Thank you, Lord, that every day of my life is a day where you impart peace, and the joy of the Lord will rise up within me and will overcome. And I praise you. Now I want you just to, <clears throat> as we close, just bring one person before the Lord for whom you pray. Just one for now. You can pray for many others later. And I want you to pray that the breath of the Lord will blow over that person's life to bring death to everything that is opposed to his will. Let those things die because the breath of the Lord puts them to death. All those negative things that have afflicted them that have actually caused you to need to pray for them. Lord, let that breath 
of your spirit cause the death in those people of everything that is not your will. And let the anointing of your spirit bring into being in their lives everything that is your will so that you are glorified. And we thank you, Lord, that you promised that you would do whatever we ask in prayer, that the Son may bring glory to the Father and that our joy will be full. So thank you, Lord. We will be able to rejoice as we see the transformation that you bring into the lives of those for whom we pray now. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Death to all that is not your will. Life for all that is your will. Praise your holy name. Come on, let's give the Lord a great big praise. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.